We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. HBO Sports and the NFL Films are partnering with the Detroit Lions for an unfiltered, all-access look at what it takes to make it in the National Football League with Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. This season will chronicle head coach Dan Campbell entering his second season, leading an intriguing mix of young emerging stars and established veterans throughout training camp and the preseason. Hard Knocks will mark the 17th edition of the 18-time Sports Emmy winning series and the most acclaimed serialized sports series on television. Stream the new season now on HBO Max. Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. of Twitter spaces. It almost feels like it's the regular season when we're recording on a Sunday, but no, it is a preseason game. Lions versus Steelers, the final preseason game. And then after that, we got the regular season. Philly will officially be on the clock. We got no Malcolm with us, but I do have my man Peter with us. Peter, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Weather's awesome today. We got some football. It feels like kind of like a regular football Sunday, but it's but not, not there though. yet. And that's why. Yeah, I know. But like, it kind of feels like. Like, why it, is the NFL doing this to us? Uh, a preseason game on Sunday at 4 o'clock as there's a taco fest right in my area, and I had to leave early because of this game. Yo, there's a taco yes. fest? We'll get we'll about that later. I'll take there is a taco later. fest. I just left <laughs> it right now. I Man, I ain't good right now. I ain't good, so I'm ready for to watch some football. After eating those tacos, yeah, I'm about to text you about that. In it's, a it's not it's not far <laughs> from right. here, so you can go afterwards. All right, uh, all right. Let's talk about this game. Some things that we're looking out for, um, Peter. What's like one thing you're looking out for in this game? There's a lot of competition in this game, and this is the final opportunity that we get to watch with our own eyes. I uh, made a tweet saying 
uh, a list of some competition to look out for in this game. I said look out for backup quarterback, RB4, wide receiver competition, interior defensive line, yes. edge, starting wheel linebacker, starting outside corner nickel, and I said look out for the kicking competition. What's the competition you're looking forward to watching the most today? I don't necessarily think it's competition. I just want to see how our secondary matches up against these Steelers wide receivers. You got Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens, who's had a great camp mm-hmm. with them. Um, that's what I'm looking for. As far as competition goes, honestly, it's probably QB two and the defensive line. Do you think the do, 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 they, do you ahead. think the cornerback position is kind of figured out right now? It looks like it. And what do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Amani. Uh, Okuda and AJ Parker. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, th- there's some competition I think that are still very uncertain, and there's actually one starting spot that's uncertain right now. It's the starting outside linebacker right now, the will linebacker thing alongside Alex Angeloni. I think we know he's going to probably have the green dot on him. He's going to be the Mike linebacker, but who's going to be starting alongside with him? I don't think that position's figured out completely right now. I think right now the the leading candidate would be the rookie Malcolm Rodriguez, but. A guy like Derek Barnes has kind of emerged the last couple of days. He's gained some praise from his coaching staff, his linebackers coach, Calvin Shepard. Um, it's going to be interesting to see those guys and who could maybe pull away with that competition today. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean with Rodrigo right now just because he's shown a lot more uh, this year than Barnes. But Barnes is coming along. Like last week, he balled yeah. out. What great. could we expect in this game, Pierre? Are we going to expect to see some starters? And how long could we see the starters in this game if they do play? I believe Campbell said starters are playing a full half, but Jared Goff is not playing mm-hmm. today. He's not injured. He's just not playing. I also wouldn't be shocked if they set out some veterans like, you know, like Brockers or Decker, some of those guys. We'll see. But they did say starters are playing yeah. a half. Just Most just starters. watching around the preseason the last couple of days over the weekend, I was watching a little bit of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Indianapolis Colts, and both those teams had full-on starters for a good amount of that game. Tom Brady played in that game, but the scenario is a little different with Tom is that he was away from the team for, I think, almost two weeks, so it made sense why he was playing, but they did have all the surrounding cast um, of both starters on both sides of the ball. Um uh, we're playing that game, and we got some breaking news. I don't know. Did you just see that, Pierre? The breaking news right uh, now? Not breaking news, but the Dolphins are signing former Lions passers to Trey Flowers to a one-year deal. I just saw that. Oh, yeah. just saw that. Oh. kind of got off guard. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the starters play and, you know, how much they do end up playing. Probably see some Aiden Hutchins today, too. He had a phenomenal game one versus the Falcons. Yeah, I'm also curious to see because I know – Kirby and Juju, they were kind of up and down last game. I want to see more consistency with them in the second half. Um, I think they'll improve, right, because they, they reviewed the tape. They, they, they worked on their mistakes in practice. I want to see how Kirby looks today. And I want to see the communication improve in the back. The end safety as well. position is really interesting right now. It really is. I mean, I think we know the starters going into week one. It's going to be Tracy Walker and Deshaun Elliott. But I think the guys behind them, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty. I mean, Fatim Alifanu, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if he's returned yet. Um, like, I don't know if he's going to even be playing in this game. Um, and then Kirby Joseph, rookie, don't know what to really expect out of him out of the gate. He looks really raw right now, so probably don't have a role for him going into the year. And then after that, you know, all you have is C.J. Moore, who is you know, – he's back, but, you know, he had an injury early on in training camp, and he's, and he's actually got hurt again. He was in a walking boot, I saw. So, you know, he's not 100%. And then you got 
the former Ram, Juju Hughes. That's, and that's really all you have at that safety position. I mean, outside the starters, the depth is a little shaky right now. Yeah, they did release uh, Brady Breeze, I believe, ago, yeah. like a couple weeks ago. So seems like they're comfortable with what they have, but I also wouldn't be shocked if if they uh, like use those waiver claims on a safety because there just isn't much right now. And with Iffy being her and Kirby not being ready, I don't think you want Juju as your safety yeah. three. Um, the good news is, though, like you do have Will Harris and Bobby Price who have played safety before like as an emergency situation. But you do not want them as your safety three yeah, either. You don't, yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, do you have right now initially, like, if you're making a 53 man roster prediction, do you think Juju Hughes is on this team right now? I have Fatima Malafano in, but if if he's hurt, I think CJ makes it. If they're both hurt, I think Juju yeah. makes it. Like if they start on Pop or and I think it'd be Pop in this case. If they start on Pop, yeah, I think Juju. Both those guys, yeah, Juju would make it, but it's going to be hard for him. To make I saw. It, man. Unless he just goes crazy. I saw today. a scenario was Eric Schlitt. He posted on Pirate of the Show. So I want to give credit to him. And it was saying maybe they will bring on a guy like TJ Moore into the, the initial 53 man roster, but then they could place him on IR, which you would only have to miss three weeks. And then maybe if Juju Hughes clears waivers, you could put him back on the 53 man roster potentially. I heard that's a, I heard that could be a possible scenario. Yeah, that could also be a possibility with Levi and, um, and Jerry Jacobs as well. They can be placed on IR. I don't know if it's three or four weeks. I forgot the rules, but after three or four weeks, um, they come back, and when they place on IR, they can bring someone on the yeah. roster. Yeah. And with the IR rules, you could come back to practice. You have the 21-day designation, so on pop, you can't do that. So yep. that so that makes sense where the Lions could potentially do that as they're you know, sorting out this roster, and they have to turn that in, I believe. What day? A Tuesday at 12? Tuesday by 4, right? 4-12, four, four. I don't remember the exact time. I know it's Tuesday. I just don't know the exact time. So, I believe it's by 4. If I'm not so mistaken. we know the roster is going to have to be sorted out to 53. And, you know, there's a lot of positions that are still up for grabs. Now, I think Campbell said there's 10 jobs available right now. I think that's what he said. Some, so oh. There's a lot of jobs, you know, up for grabs. Now, I don't think necessarily starters. We, I think we mentioned the starting jobs that are kind of up for grabs. It's really there's just a linebacker spot. But as far as depth players – I mean, you could look at almost every position on this team. You could you could make an argument that there's legitimate competition everywhere. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, yeah. all over the defensive side of the ball, everywhere. If Funch plays today, I think Funch versus Zilstra. I think Zilstra right now is ahead of him. I don't think they'll cut Mitchell because, you know, he's yeah. still young. If Funch plays today and he does well, I think the Lions could have a tough decision there, but I don't know. Like, Funch has been hurt in his yes. career and here. Yeah. I don't really have him making it right now. And I love Funch. I'm a Michigan fan. I just don't have him making it right now. What about you, Tyler? Like, if Funch balls out today, but Zilstra also does well, don't you put in Zilstra over Funch? The thing with the thing healthy? with Funch is, I mean, he obviously had a phenomenal game one versus the Falcons. Then he got hurt in that joint practice. Didn't end up playing that, that second game versus the Colts. If he has another big game, I mean, he's going to make a legit, legitimate argument to compete for that tight end three spot. But I just think Shane, Shane Zilstra has been very reliable for this team so far. Um, I, I think it's going to be hard for them to move off from a, a guy like Zilstra, who's been really reliable with a guy like Funch, as you mentioned, the injury history, got injured last week. You have to be dependable in that spot. And I just don't know right now if Funch is more dependable than 
saying Zilstra. I mean, I think the talent, I think you can make the argument either way, but I think as far as a guy who's been more available, no arguments change Zilstra over Devin Funches right now. So I have the edge right now on Zilstra over, over Funches. But like you said, if Funches has a good game like week one, it's going to make this argument very interesting. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R dot com slash bluewire. Odds Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think another position to watch, too, is Kramer versus Stenberg. Stenberg has been playing yes. really well, and uh, Kramer has also had a good camp. So what do they do there? I mean, because Stenberg also has dealt with injuries, right? And Kramer is an undrafted kid they took last year out yes. of Notre Dame. Well, they signed. They didn't take him. But I think that one is something to watch for today as well. So I don't know if they will end up doing it, but the way I constructed the roster, maybe they used – you know, the extra body towards another position. But I actually had both of them making the team. I just think they're both really valuable. Um, you know, offensive linemen are hard to get, dude. And I, th- I think they, these guys have some value. I think they've been really good. If one of these guys were to go down, I don't know if they want to carry two uh, or three extra interior players because it is kind of a lot. But the way I have the roster, and I do have all three of or all both of them making it with Evan Brown as another, you know, backup interior guy. 
So we'll, we'll see how it works. I don't know. It might be too rich to carry three interior extra linemen, though. That's interesting. I only ha- I have Kramer over Stenberg right now. But again, I think that's wide open. I do too. Um, now going into the receivers, we have Tom Kennedy, Quintus Cephas. I don't know if Cephas is playing today or not. I think he is. He practiced, I believe. And you also have Trinity Benson. Now I have personally carrying six receivers, just because of like the injuries some guys have dealt with in the past. Like Tark has an injury history. Cephas has an injury history. Um, and it's also good to have depth, yeah. right? So, who do you have five or six receivers, and then who do you think makes the case? Kennedy, Cephas, and Ben. So right now I have five, but this is where it kind of goes to the argument where I said they could use that extra person that I had down the offensive line. They could maybe use for the receiving position. I could definitely see that being the case. Um, I had five, and then that was with Cephas being wide receiver five. So Tom Kennedy and Trinity Benson just looking out. I don't know. I could see them going six receivers. Like you mentioned, the injury history with Chark and Cephas not being the most reliable receiver. I could definitely see them carrying six, especially with JMO being for, out for the time being. Um, if I had to choose right now, I think Cephas makes it. If they if they carry two, uh, two of those three guys you just mentioned, I think Cephas is definitely a lock to make one of the spots if I had to choose right now. And between Benson and Kennedy – it's tough for some reason. And I know people are wondering, like, why is that a tough decision? Tom Kennedy's been really good in this, you know, preseason, this training camp, and he's just been so reliable. Um, the only way I would maybe choose Trinity Benson over Tom Kennedy, and Dan Campbell even said it, it's going to come down to special teams. And I just don't know what Tom Kennedy's role on this team would be once the season rolls around if they were to carry six receivers. I think, honestly, Trinity Benson, you can make the argument, would have more of a role on this team than, than Tom Kennedy. I really do. Yeah, to me, it's also reliability. I feel like uh, Benson has kind of been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And even though he offers more on special teams, but Tom Kenny, you could, like, he's reliable. Like, he's just a guy who won't go away. You're right. That, that's what they talked to him about. Yeah. That's what they said about him on the broadcast the other day when they asked Campbell. He compared him to some player. I forgot who it was. But he basically said he's just a guy that won't, he won't go, go away. away. You're right. That's absolutely true. I mean, he's been so good why he's keeping himself in the conversation. It's just... I mean, he's not much of a special teams player. And then once the season rolls around, I, I just don't see where he is as valuable because you have so many other weapons. You have TJ Hawkinson, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, you have DJ Chark, you have the running backs. Where are you including Tom Kennedy in this offense? Um, the, so I read, I believe it was Eric Schlitt. He did say Tom Kennedy is getting a little more reps on special teams. So maybe he'll find a home there. That's something to watch for yeah, today. No, they have been trying it out. I just think. Trinity Benson's a better special teams player. If I had to choose out of the two right now, he's, I'm kind of with you. I mean, he's yeah. had more work but there. But I think Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy is more reliable as well. Also, Benson offers you that speed that Kennedy doesn't necessarily yeah. have. Yeah. We'll see. That'd be an interesting decision. Also, I mean, um, you know, I wouldn't even mention him, but I think he's kind of in the conversation as well just because of how good of a special teams player he's been so far. Maurice Alexander, you could put him in this conversation as well. I personally wouldn't, just because offensively he's been really inconsistent. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm just saying as far as special teams, if you're looking at that, I would choose Benson over Maurice Alexander if I had to choose out of the out of the three. But I don't know, man. It's tough between Kennedy, Benson, and Alexander right now. I think Alexander's probably the one most looking outside right now. But I don't know. It could come down to Benson and, and Kennedy if they do decide to carry six receivers. I think Cephas should be a lock. I mean, I don't know if she'd be a lot because he's been hurt, man. Like, 
your best ability is availability, yeah. and he just hasn't been available. So we'll see what happens with him. I there. just think the talent's there, uh-huh. man. Just the talent is there with Cephas, and I know the availability hasn't been there, but I don't know, man. I think he's too talented just to not to not carry on this roster. It kind of feels like Deshaun Hand, but on offense. A little of. bit. Like a talented day three pick, always hurt. When he's healthy, he makes plays, but he's rarely healthy. Yeah, yeah you're right. All right. Uh, going to the linebackers, right? I mean, we know who those, the clocks are. They're probably Anzalone, uh, Rodrigo, Barnes, and then um, uh, Chris Board. Face? Chris Board. I think after that, it's wide open. Yeah. Yeah, I only have one spot left in the linebacker room, assuming they carry five. I think five is probably the ideal number you're looking at right now. And So you go with Woods, Pittman. Is Houston a linebacker? We could say Houston, I guess. I look at more linebacker. Manager. Or Jared Davis. I chose Anthony Pittman. Um, I, I, Me too. I think he has the most – I think he offers the most out of all those other guys. I think they have a role on him on defense because we've seen them line him up at the edge and like obvious passing situations like third and long or second and long, whatever, right? They have a role for him on defense, especially with some of their guys out right now. So they could line him up on defense. And I believe last year he had the most special team snaps at the spot. So he's been reliable there and he's been good. I I think he has the most upside out of the guys. Josh Woods was pretty good for this team last year on special teams before he got hurt. Had a little role in defense too, with you know being a little depleted room, but as of right now, I, I think Pittman is is my favorite to make the team out of the fifth linebacker spot. I'm with you there, but Josh Woods has had two great preseason games playing with the third team. Yeah. I know it's the third team, but he's played really well. Um, that'll be interesting to see. But like you said, Pittman has also played edge. He's played a little at linebacker, so they're moving him yeah. around. We'll see what happens there. The thing um, with Jer- going. Oh, the- sorry. I just wanted to ahead. talk about Jared Davis real quick too. They kind of been doing the same thing with Davis with with Pittman, where they have those situations where they line him up at the edge spot. But I just don't think he's been as good as Pittman. And um, yeah. you know, he's you could kind of see when watching these games, he's really low in the depth chart because he's playing very very late into these games. So I would have Pittman ahead of Jared Davis, but. You know, I think they tried the Jared David experiment. I just don't think it's working out really well. So I, I don't, I don't think it makes it looks sense. like the same player he's been the last four yeah, years. Honestly. Yeah, he just hasn't really improved. So I, I have the Perfect. edge with Pittman Perfect. or Woods ahead of um, with with over Jared Davis. All right, now going into interior, your starters right now: are Lee McNeil, Michael Brackers. You got uh, Zach Pascal, edge or interior, whatever you want to call it. You have Levi's rookie dealing with injuries. Now Levi could go on IR after the initial 53 is set. We'll see what's going to happen there. Then you have a guy like Isaiah Bugs who stepped up. I think right now he's a lack if I had to guess, right? Yeah, I like Bugs, yeah. Then you have Demetrius Taylor and uh, Deshaun Cornell, and I'm missing one more, Eric Banks. Yeah. Those three guys have all showed flashes, but I feel like Demetrius Taylor, the undrafted kid, has kind of showed the most. Yeah, man. It's tough. Cornell's been up and down this, this training camp in preseason. He hasn't been necessarily good, but I, I don't know, man. I feel like Cornell's more of a plug-and-play right now if they needed to. I think Taylor's more of a developmental guy. But do they want to take a shot and lose him in waivers potentially? I don't know if they're willing to take that chance. I put Cornell right now in that spot, but I would not be shocked at all if Demetrius Taylor gets that spot. I personally am going with Taylor just because, like the Lions said last year, they're not scared to play young guys, whether they're undrafted or wherever they're drafted. Like last year, they started Jacobs. At some points of the year, and A.J. Park was a starting to yeah. go, right? They're both undrafted yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think Demetrius Taylor offers a lot in the run run department, the, but he's still working on his pass rushing. I think once he gets that down, he could be a good rotational player. In this, I league. agree. I mean, so I'm, I'm leaning with Taylor. It gives me like Kevin Strong vibes from a couple of years ago, like a UDFA that kind of just produced for this team rotational piece. I, I, I could see that with with Demetrius Taylor a little bit. Solid role player. Problem is, yeah, he's just a little undersized. That's the problem with him. But I mean, he plays bigger than his size, though. Like I saw a clip splitting Ryan Kelly and um, what's that guard again from the Colts? Uh, Galat. Uh, uh, Big Hugh. Yeah, or Quinn Nelson. He split Kelly and Quinton Nelson. Yeah, like that's that's impressive for an undrafted kid. With uh, Cornell, though. Uh, he's been working with a lot with the first team with the absence of guys like Levi and Zariki. They have that third down package with Cornell up in the middle. So I wonder if they, if they favor him a little more. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be close. I think today's going to be a big telling, you know, who, when they're playing, who has a better game. I think it's really close between those two. I think one of them make it. Yeah, and I think, like, necessarily just because someone starts, if they struggle and then someone, like, plays better in the second half, I think they'll go with the guy who played better, like, with the backups versus a starter. Because Boyle and Blau, that's wide open. Boyle's obviously starting. Yeah. But if Boyle plays awful and they bring in Blau and Blau lights mm-hmm. it up, Blau's going to win the job, yeah. right? So, and I think that's with any position as well. Like, say um, Josh Woods has the game of his life and Anthony Pittman struggles. Like, for example, Woods is making the team. Yeah. Doesn't matter when they play, too. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Exactly. I think you can make that argument too. I I want to go to the, the same statement you literally just said a minute ago of like the the lines are not scared of playing young guys. And let's go to the secondary really quickly because I think this this nickel corner spot, for instance, I think it's really interesting. So I agree with you. I think AJ Parker is starting nickel corner, right? Now we look into the backups. You drafted Chase Lucas, the seventh round pick this year, and you signed Mike Hughes right now. Who right now Mike Hughes is. I would say ahead of Chase Lucas on the depth chart. But do the Lions want to carry three nickel corners going into the regular season? I think that's a lot. I don't think you need three nickel corners, especially when you have guys that are versatile like Will Harris who could play that spot. So I don't think you need three nickel corners. So if you're, if you're carrying A.J. Parker to win the starting spot, is there a spot for Mike Hughes? I got to be honest. I haven't seen much from him, man. I know they're like putting him with the starters and stuff. I just haven't seen like him make plays or anything. That game I watched, he played awful. The other, what was Colts. it? The the Colts game, or was it the Colts game? Was it the first game? I forgot which game it was, but one of those games he was awful. He hasn't been good in practice. I here. just haven't. I haven't seen much from. I actually have seen more from Savion Smith. Believe it or not, I have Savion Smith making the roster. I like what I've seen from him. Um, I've seen more from him than I've seen from Mike Hughes. Yeah. I mean, I think AJ Parker is going to be the starting nickel, like I said. So I, I don't, I don't think I, there is a some type of competition there. I don't think it's a necessary lock that AJ is the lock, the starting nickel. But I think he is going to be the starting nickel going to the year. Um, I, I, if it's me, dude, I, like I, I'm just ready to give Chase Lucas the backup nickel spot. Like I, I don't need Mike Hughes on this team to be a backup uh, for for me. I, I think I just have a lot of guys that could fill in that role if I needed to. I'm more than fine with Chase Lucas being the backup. I don't need three nickel corners on this 53-man roster. I really don't. So, yeah, the thing with Hughes is he could play – he played outside with Kansas City last year, and then he played in the nickel with Minnesota. He, he struggled in the nickel and actually played well out on the outside it, yes, with Kansas City. Yes, you but don't, you don't need outside corners with Will Harris. Right. So, 
I also have Savion Smith and Lucas making the roster. So I think I'm carrying six corners, not five. I think you have seven because you have Bobby Price too, I bet, right? Oh, yeah, but Bobby Price is more special, special teams. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's, he's really valuable on special teams. Like he's, he's one of their best special teamers. Yeah. So I have Akuda, Amani, AJ. Those are my starters. And then I got – well, Harris is my backup outside corner. Then I have Chase Lucas as my backup nickel. And then um, there, is, there goes um, – what's his name? Bobby Price is my special teams player. I mean, you, you, also yeah. have, you also have to factor in eventually at some point during the season, going to be probably early on in the season in that first month or so. You're going to get Jerry Jacobs coming back too. So I just don't see a role for Mike Hughes and why you have to even carry him, honestly. Yeah. And if Jerry comes back, um, let's healthy. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of, if they test him, but like say Amani and Okuda are playing well and AJ Parker's up and yeah. down. I wouldn't be shocked if they try him out in the nickel and see how he is. What Jacobs are saying, right? Yeah. When he gets, when he comes back. That's possible. I mean, Jacobs has the size to play the nickel corner. He just hasn't done it yet, but he has got the size to do it. I think he, I think he can be really good at the nickel spot. I really do. He's a good tackler. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, um, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of open spots there to watch out for, though, for sure. Yeah, I think one thing fans like haven't really paid attention to the kicker competition. I know they all love Patterson because last year he was like good down the stretch mm-hmm. with us. But he's been inconsistent in cap, and his leg is not as strong as um, Cyber. But Cyber has also had his, had his inconsistencies. Now, if it was you... Like, who would you pick? I think I'm leaning with Cyber just because of what I've read. I mean, I haven't really seen him kick. Mm-hmm. Just what I've read, but it's, I think it's still wide open. Like, if today, if Patterson comes out and is like 3-4-3 three, three, and Cyber's like 1-4-3, I think Patterson wins the job. Yeah, I think Malcolm even, we were talking about it last week, he goes, if Riley Patterson kicks like a 50-plus yarder today, like, does he make the team? Like, is, that, is it that close of a competition where like a 50-plus yarder could win you the job? Like a 55-yarder, could that win you a job? Do you think it could? Yeah. I mean, if Cyber does the same thing, no. But if, if Patterson just goes crazy and Cyber struggles, yeah, I think Patterson could win the job today. I mean, right now, like you said, I think all reports are indicating that Cyber has the edge over him. And while watching these preseason games, the Lions coaching staff looks like they have the edge over Austin Cyber. But who really knows? I mean, when they asked Dan Campbell in early August, I remember – about the kicking competition, he said Austin Cybers just a, a tick up above Riley Patterson. But I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen anything from when Campbell made that comment to now for me to believe otherwise. So if I had to choose right now before the game starting, I'm choosing Austin Cyber to be the starting kicker. Yeah, me too. Although I don't really have the most confidence uh, right now in our either kicker because he's just yeah. consistent. Yeah, honestly. We'll see what happens there, but uh, Fit did say they both have uh, they both have lots of potential. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, you want to bring people yeah, up? Let's do it. One thing I would say really quickly about the kicking t- competition is like inside the forty yard line, I'm pretty confident in both the guys. But once we you know exceed that, that's when I think it gets a little risky between those those two guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's bring up. I think Delairs. He's been waiting. What's up, Delirious? Oh, he doesn't want to speak. Um, if anyone else wants to come up, just hit just us. Just got a just, little uh, update for the game. So it looks like no DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams for this game, um, according to Justin Rogers. 
No DeAndre Swift. Or Jamal Williams. Okay. They 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 know what they got in those guys. They probably want to see with these other backs. Um And then a uh, Trey Flowers deal one year worth two point one with a chance to run up to three million with incentives. Uh, there's probably nothing here, yeah. Pierre, but I'm just gonna mention it because this is both of our boys during the draft process. Denzel Mims with six catches, ninety one yards, and a touchdown just now. Um, and he points to his wrist saying it's time. He wants to get yeah. traded. <laughs> he's and he's talented. I, I still think I still yeah. like him. I don't like necessarily think as high as I did, but I still think he could have a like be a good wide receiver three or four in this yeah. league. Yeah, I, I I love Denzel Mims coming out of Baylor. Yep. Um. Anyone else wants to come up? Just go ahead and request. If not, there you go, if anonymous. Yep. How's it going, bro? Not bad. Not bad at all. Hey, quick uh thought when you guys. We're talking about Funches and the tight ends. Um, my personal opinion on Funches is he kind of destroyed his career back in Michigan when he switched from tight end to wide receiver. And um, my thought on it is that, you know, because he, he's, he's an above athletic tight end, but not for wide receiver standards. And uh, my thought is that, they probably moved him to wide receiver because he's not a willing or good enough blocker as a tight end down, you know, in the trenches. So I think that's going to be held against him. We know how Campbell is. Campbell wants to win in the trenches. He wants a tight end that could go down there and knock some heads. I think that's going to hold Funches back. And um, I'm wondering if you guys have read anything about him as a blocker or seen anything that I haven't because I hadn't seen anything from him. Blocking on the edge. Well, so Campbell said he wants like a tight end that could do it all. That's Hawkinson, and then he wants a blocker that's like Brock Wright, and then he said he wants a hybrid guy, and those hybrid guys are like uh, Shane Silstra or um, Devin Punch, right? And I, I think James Mitchell, he's, he's just already elect because he's a rookie and he's young. Um, but with those two, it's going to be interesting. I don't necessarily think they could block. I haven't really paid attention to their blocking. I think they're mainly receivers. Tyler, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think Zilcher does a little more as a blocker than Funches. I, like like you said, Anonymous, I haven't seen much of Funches with blocking, but Zilcher's not known as a, a blocker, blocker either. I think they kind of have that already with, with Brock Wright and Hawkinson, who does a little bit of both. Yeah. But, but with a guy like Zilstra and, and Funches, they're kind of competing to be another red zone guy, um, you know, third down target potentially. And just a, just another big receiver. I, I think Zilstra has been really good. And I think yeah, I have the edge over him just because he's been reliable and he's been available. Do you think um, is Funches healthy? Is he playing today? Do you guys know I believe that? he should be playing today. I mean, he's been back at practice. So I don't know if he's ready for, you know, like game time, but. I, I feel like he's going to want to play today. He should be out there today. <laughs> yeah, if he's not playing, then he might as well just give him his playbook right away. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just be like, yeah, I'll try a, another team or something. Because if he's not playing, I don't, see any, I don't see any route to him making a team if he doesn't play and perform well. Yeah, the, the only way you do that is, like, if you really, really like him, you could place him on pup and let him recover and for the four weeks. Or... If you like him that much, you carry him to the initial fifty-three and then place him on IR. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Funches has that type of respect yet from this this staff. 
So Cephas is actually in uniform. Cephas is playing. We weren't sure about okay. that. Well, you guys know what number Funch is? He's 17. Uh, I mean, I don't see 17 in this video, but I just saw uh, Cephas. CTJ um, Hawk. Yep. Yeah. So Bunch Reynolds. There is some starters that are playing. Reynolds is playing. Chark is playing. Hawk is playing. So, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I'll be watching them today. That's one thing I want to look out for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that tight end, I would say tight end three spot. I would call it tight end three. I think it's going to be, it's, it's really close now, really close. Look out for RB4. If they do carry four, I think they will. I think Craig Reynolds is kind of a lock to be RB3. But after that, Justin Jackson, Jamar Jefferson, Godwin Ikebuke. I think that's a very close race right now. So I'm looking out for that one today, too. We'd even mention that yeah, I think Godwin has the edge just because of special teams and his returning ability. Because Campbell like hinted the other day, like we like where those guys are as returners. Yeah. But if someone could push him, man, and if like they carry, let's say Trinity Benson, and instead of like maybe Tom Kennedy or CBS, yep. like he could be a returner. And if someone pushes Godwin, like Jackson or Jamar, you never it's know. Possible. So does does Jackson play special teams? I know you guys know him a little bit from the Chargers. I didn't I didn't hear of him until last week. But has he ever been a special teams player? Uh, I have no. Really, he's, like... he's just he's been always he's just really a running back. Jamar, you know he's he, no. A Godwin's your special teams guy out of those three. Yeah, Godwin's your return. I mean, I don't really pay, pay attention to special teams as much as I should. I should start paying more attention to that. But um, we'll see. Yeah, like, we'll see what they like, do today. Like it would be very telling today if you don't see him on special teams. That probably means they they won't be here. Like they won't have a role. Right. Yeah, because Jackson, I don't, just just off last week, and I know it's just one week, but Jackson really impressed me uh, running the ball. Um, you know, he got to the edge quick. He was decisive. He was a quick cutter. You know, uh, you know he saw his hole, got there, and he had speed. I know Godwin Iwabuke has speed also, but things like Jackson has a different level of speed there. He's Jamar Jackson is pretty fast. Jackson's too. been in this league too before. You know, he's been a backup running back for Austin Eckler before he started NFL games before. So he's got experience too. So, right. so I don't know if they would, you know, maybe favor that or I don't know. Jackson's interesting, dude. I, when they brought him in early into training camp, I was definitely intrigued by that. You know, just to see how he he's, he would compete and you know he's been he's been really solid since coming in. But we knew it was gonna be an uphill climb with all the running backs that they have in this room. Yeah, now, if one of these backs clears waivers, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, those guys, those three guys we mentioned, they, they could be on the practice squad. Yeah, I think they're going to try to carry all of them if they can. You think so? They'll carry two, you think? We'll see. It's po- well, it's possible. I don't know. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, one more, I got one more question. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Have um have either of you heard any update about the Crowers, both Julian and um, Romeo, their injury status? Um, yeah. So Julian Campbell said has the best shot to play between all the injured players week one. They're shooting for week one. But not today. Then Romeo is still – I believe Campbell said he's recovering, but he's like slowly recovering. Wasn't that the word he used, Tyler? Or he used Le- Levi Enrique's recovering like a snail. Oh, yeah. But Romeo still, like, he's kind of – I think with Romeo and J-Mo, probably that week seven is, is a game to watch after the bye week versus Dallas. Um, I think that's a target to watch that week for both those guys to return. 
yeah, yeah. I think that that would make sense. Yeah, Romeo, I, I just I think he's a little farther, but we're not really close. I think Jerry Jacobs is a lot closer. Uh, yeah, and then Julian, yeah, they said he's the closest out of them, and they are hopeful that he could play Week One. Yeah, but yeah, we we so, probably won't see him today. We won't see him today, actually, at all. No, we won't see him today. So. But Julian should. I think Julian should be good to go. Like week one, week two, bearing a setback. That makes it interesting for another guy. Then is like, do you carry John Kaminsky if Julian Aquara is ready? Yeah, I have both of them making it. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting, man. John Kaminsky's been really Kaminsky good too. He has he has versatility inside, outside. Yeah. He can play interior and he can play um yeah, edge. edge. Yep. Yeah. Well, all right, Nanim, is that all you got? Yep, that's all it. Right. Thanks, folks. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Okay. I think we did, yeah, we did a little over a half hour. I think we are all good to go. We're actually going to be hopping on playback once the game starts at 4.30, so stay tuned for that. You guys could join us and watch the game with us on playback. We'll be live there. And we'll be live on Twitter Spaces right after this game. So you guys could come join yep. us, and we'll talk about everything that happened in the game. Maybe some opinions change. We'll we'll have maybe some more clarity on some competition. We'll see about all that after this game. So thank you guys for all joining. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Enjoy the game. Hopefully I'll see you guys on playback. And I'm out. Peace. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.